If you're gonna grow in wisdom, you're gonna to have to do it in community. Doing it in isolation will always lead to destruction. Proverbs 18 says, whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. What that's saying is, if we actually want to grow in wisdom, we're gonna to have to find ourselves friends that will come around us. When we're all alone and in isolation, we'll seek selfish desires which will lead to a path of foolishness, not a path of wisdom. And so I wanna talk about friendship and the value it has for you and I as we con consider growing in wisdom, especially this week as you study the Proverbs that have to do with friendship. Now a couple of things I want you to keep in mind is that God has designed you to be in community. He made you in His image. He made you like Himself in the sense that He has existed eternally in community as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. So therefore, He's made you to exist in a way that resembles how He has always existed. To do anything other than that is to lead your life in a path of foolishness that will lead to destruction. We've already talked about how do we exercise wisdom when it has to do with our money. I want to tell you, if you don't have friends speaking into how you manage your money, you're going to find yourself either using your money for selfish gain or you're going to mismanage it and find yourself in trouble. The same is true for work. Many of us become workaholics because we've forgotten that God made us for relationship, not only for work. And if we're going to be a people who learn to exercise time alone with God in His Word and in prayer, really seeking Him in silence and solitude, listening to His Spirit, you're going to need people who are going to be able to speak into your life and help you discern, is this from God or not? can't tell you the number of times that I've heard people say, God told me this. And as they begin to speak out what they think God told them, you find that what God told them doesn't line up at all with what God's word teaches. And so in order to be a friend who can speak wisdom in someone's life, we have to be willing to say, let's submit ourselves to each other, to each other's time in the word, each other's silence and solitude, to be able to say, God, speak into our lives through our friends. Correct us when we're wrong. And so this raises the question, what kind of friends will help us grow in wisdom? Well, the kind of friends that we need are friends that are sticky, friends that are willing to draw out the heart, and friends that are willing to extend grace and forgiveness as we get closer and closer to one another and realize our need for people to extend Christ's grace and love into our life. It's interesting in that same passage in Proverbs, later on at the end of chapter 18, we hear this, a man of many companions comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. See, for a lot of us, we might have a lot of acquaintances. We might have a lot of companions, but there's a difference between having lots of acquaintances and having a friend that will stick closer than a brother. You and I need that kind of friend. We need a sticky friend. We need a friend that's going to be willing to stay with us in the good and the bad and get close enough to us to be able to see our life and speak into it. I'll be honest, this has been a struggle for me over the years to have the kind of friend that really knows me, to be the kind of friend that's willing to submit to others, speaking into my life on a regular basis. I'm sure it's probably a struggle for you as well, but we all need not just a companion group, but a close, sticky group of friends that know us, that see us, that are willing to stick with us through the hard, through the difficult, through the messy. Jesus actually, at one point, spoke to his friends, his disciples. 
He said this in John 15, 15, No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all that I've heard from my Father, I've made known to you. What Jesus is saying is he's saying, See, I've revealed the closest relationship I've got. My relationship with my Father. I've told you what that's like. I've let you in to the closest aspect of my life. And if you've seen that, then you're no longer just servants of mine. You're friends of mine. In other words, Jesus is defining what true wisdom looks like in friendship. It's the kind of friendship that doesn't just stick close, but sticks close enough to be able to say, you know me, you've seen me, you've understood all that I'm about. We're told that, that the, the friend that really is wise, the man of understanding in Proverbs 20, verse 5 and 6, is the one who's able to draw out the deep waters of the heart. See, we don't just need sticky friends. We need friends who are close enough to get near enough to draw out the waters of the heart. In other words, to not just be settling with the first answer to the question, how are you, but to ask the second question and the third question, to dig deeper underneath the first answer, to get to the heart of the real need of our friends. See, we don't tend to do that. We tend to move quickly on as though everyone's just okay, but a true friend will never settle with the first answer to the question, how are you? They'll always go to the next question and the next question and seek to draw out the deep waters of a person's heart. I need this. Jesus did this over and over and over again in his ministry because he was a true friend that stuck closer than a brother and you'll find, if you're a sticky, close friend who draws out the deep waters of the hearts, you're going to find that there's a mess there. You're going to discover that there's brokenness there. You're going to understand that there's sin in the depths of our heart that needs to be brought out and dealt with, which means you're going to have to have a friend who's full of grace, ready to forgive. A wise friend is a friend who's willing to extend grace and forgiveness. See, real friendship that has real, sticky, close drawing out the heart, wisdom applied, knows that we're going to need to be gracious. We're going to have to cultivate a culture of grace. And you don't cultivate a culture of grace for one another if you haven't, first of all, experienced grace yourself. See, my experience in terms of friendship that's close and sticky and draws out the heart is that it's the thing more than anything else that leads me to my need for Jesus, my need for grace. See, I need to know that Jesus cried out for my forgiveness from the cross and saying, Father, forgive him. He doesn't know what he's doing. I need to know that the one who knows me best doesn't just draw out the waters of my heart, but sees the very brokenness and messiness of my heart. And in that messiness, he doesn't look at me in condemnation, but he speaks grace and forgiveness over my life because he not only lived to be the wisdom of God for me, but he died in my place for all of my foolishness and all of my sin. Jesus went to the cross as the wisdom of God to die for the foolishness of my life. He gave himself up so that in his wisdom, my foolishness would not only be dealt with, but would be replaced with the wisdom of God in Christ. And because he's extended that grace to me, I can now extend that grace to others. See, I need friends who know the grace of Jesus Christ because I need the grace of Jesus Christ. I need to be reminded over and over and over again as they draw out the deep waters of my heart and realize there's sin and brokenness there that I have a Savior who not only sees and knows me and draws out the waters, but as he does, he cleanses them and he forgives and he makes me new. See, ultimately, the friend that sticks closer than a brother is Jesus. In order for me to be a friend who sticks closer 
than a brother, I have to have a friend who sticks closer than a brother. The beauty of the gospel is that God never calls you to do something that he doesn't first of all do to you and do for you. And in the case of Jesus, Jesus has become my friend. He's become your friend. He's the friend that never leaves. He's the friend that never forsakes. He's the friend that will stick closer. He's the friend who will draw out the heart. He's the friend who, when he sees your heart, doesn't reject you, but receives you and loves you and forgives you. See, in order for us to have friends that are wise, in order for us to be friends who bring wisdom into our life, we're going to need to, first of all, come to the true friend, Jesus, the friend of sinners, who brought us into friendship with God so that we would have all the access we need to all the resources necessary to be friends who apply wisdom to each other's lives. I'm so thankful. Jesus is our friend. And as the wisdom of God, he wants to be not only the wisdom for you, but the means by which you can be a wise friend and receive wise friendship into your life.